Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. We know you would like to sit next to him in the dugout or in his office, but this is your chance to chat with the manager of the Minnesota Twins. This is the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Molitor Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Well, good morning and welcome to the Paul Molitor Show. It's sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Chris Atterbury from our network headquarters here at Target Field, joined by a couple of Minnesota-made legends, Jack Morris here in studio, and Paul Molitor joining us from Kansas City in the manager's office at Kauffman Stadium. And Paul, first of all, good morning. Uh, I think we were all hoping that this show would be under different circumstances record-wise, but... Man, yesterday, yeah, anything that could go wrong did go wrong, but you were sitting through four nail-biters before that. We could easily be having a very different conversation this morning. Good morning to you, Chris, Jack. Uh, there's no question that we were hoping that we would be talking about a little bit more uh, pleasantries this morning, but uh, we did have some games that were competitive. Uh, those, for me, are as frustrating as... Uh, you know, those games like yesterday where, you know, you just don't do many things right and it get, the game gets away from you. But it's been a tough week, and, uh, you know, it's something that we want to try to take care of as quickly as possible. Um, we all know coming out of spring training there was a lot of really positive signs about how people were performing. But you're always cautionary about the fact that the regular season is a different animal and the magnitude and uh, how things change uh, early in the season. It sure gets a lot of attention. Your start individually, collectively, and uh, so far uh, we haven't done enough to win games. Paul, I, I thought it was interesting to listen to post-game show on TV last night. Marnie Gellner interviewed uh, Lorenzo Cain, a guy across the field from you yesterday, and he, he even mentioned that all teams go through an extended losing streak during the course of the summer. He said it's just unfortunate that the Twins – started their season that way. I'm sure he didn't have a lot of sympathy for the other side, but uh, I thought he brought up a good point. With that being said, is it more important to have veterans uh, be able to step up and help young kids? Because I think my experience is that uh, the younger guys start pressing quick, quicker than, than an older group of guys would because they've had the experience and understand what it's all about. Well, I think that's a valid point. Uh you know, in more than one regard, certainly teams have stretches throughout the year where things don't go particularly well and you, and you, you know, put up more losses than, than any club would like. But it does help when you have more experience, I think, to counter those things. Uh, when you look at uh, 
an example uh, of the Royals lineup. Uh, a lot of those guys came up around the same time. They've been around four or five years. They got a couple thousand at-bats in the big leagues, and they have kind of learned to trust uh, the big picture more than day-to-day. And we have some guys, particularly on the offensive side, that are still relatively raw in their major league experience, and I think you're more vulnerable to the mental side of the game when things aren't going your way. That being said, Paul, one of your tremendous strengths has always been that uh, you don't overreact. I mean, we saw it last year early in the season. You understand the full process. Now, it's one thing for you and your staff to fully understand it. It's another thing to try to nurture along uh, another group of guys in the clubhouse in that regard. So how do you go about, as a manager, as the leader of this group, and as a staff, sticking with the process and knowing that the results aren't what they are right now, but that the process has to remain the focus to get those results to turn? Well, I think in today's game, a lot of that is the communication that you uh, use, the you know, the conversations, the one-on-ones, maybe small groups. Uh, you know, you talk to your veterans about being the guys to be able to go over and, and, and talk to the younger players as well as doing it yourself. And you try to, you know, get them to understand some of these things and the nature of the game up here. Uh, you take a 15-at-bat sample size compared to 500, 550, 600 at-bats, and uh, we all know how it's magnified when when the start isn't particularly good. So, you know, it's our job to keep finding ways to try to positively reinforce these players and uh, hopefully, hopefully help them get back on track to where they're back to doing what some of the things that we know that they're capable of. One more little buzzkill question for me, and then we're <laughs> going to move on because yeah, I, I, can't, I can't avoid this one. But I thought another interesting quote that I heard uh, prior to yesterday's game, your second baseman, Brian Dozier, said it seems like we are playing games right now not to lose instead of playing games to win. And he, and he said it in such a way that it made sense to me. But, Paul, there's got to be a fine line between the aggression that you want guys to take out there and, and be positive and then the strikeouts that are really part of the problem right now. I mean, how do you address that to the guys? Because I know you're a kind of guy that doesn't buy into this modern-day swing and hit, hit the ball out of the ballpark on every pitch. Uh, one of the toughest guys I ever had to face as far as strikeouts were concerned. It was it was no way were you going to strike Paul Molitor out. So how do you teach and, and communicate with some of these young players about the strike zone and, and putting the ball in play? Well, part of our, our spring training this year started early with our hitters meetings right on the first day was the whole idea of you know, putting up a competitive at-bat all the way till the end. It might not go your way. Uh, we're going to strike out. We look at the track records of our players that we're running out there primarily, and, and strikeouts are a part of their history. You hope that people learn to do better. Uh, we have a lot of guys that, that seem with two strikes. They, 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 don't com- you know, they, don't, they don't stay in control of the strike zone. They expand. They're, they're more in a hurry to swing than they are to recognize pitches, and it's just something that you have to continue to preach. We... Uh, you know, we understand that for young guys it's tough and, and there's a process that you go through until you get more comfortable hitting in those situations. But there's no question that strikeout has been a, a red flag for us early in the year and we need to do better in those cir- circumstances. This is the Paul Molitor Show. We'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about Max Kepler. We'll talk about Ricky Nolasco and a whole lot more. If you'd like to join us, 877-38-TWINS, 877-388-9467. The Paul Molitor Show on your home for Twins Baseball. In the history of Minnesota baseball, there's one name that means legend. 
Killebrew. So when you gather together this summer, there's only one old-fashioned root beer that delivers that Hall of Fame taste to thirsty fans everywhere. That's Killebrew. Your whole family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew old-fashioned root beer and cream soda. Pick up a cold, frothy Killebrew root beer at Target Field. Then cheer on the fun. Killebrew root beer. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This is Dave St. Peter, president of the Minnesota Twins, on behalf of Minnesota Eye Consultants. Minnesota Eye is the preferred ophthalmology group of the Minnesota Twins and is a generous supporter of the Minnesota Twins Community Fund. I had my corrective eye surgery at Minnesota Eye, as have several of our players and support staff. If you have special eye care needs or wish to learn more about vision correction without glasses or contacts, contact Minnesota Eye Consultants. Go to mneye.com. For your eyes, do what the twins do and see Minnesota Eye. Cancel cable for CenturyLink Prism TV and get tons of HD channels, whole home DVR, and a wireless set-top box. Move your TV anywhere there's power, even outside. It's so much entertainment, you might feel like a Hollywood insider. Oh, excuse me. I hate to be that guy, but I ordered water with a spritz of lemon. This tastes like a squeeze. Just don't go to Hollywood. Switch at cprismtv.com or call 855-757-MYTV. Service may not be available in your area. Residential customers only. Restrictions, limitations, and monthly fees will apply. Contact CenturyLink for details. An ode to Twins fans by Target. We adore you decked out in your navy and red, often hidden under parkas and hats on your head. You've gone to Fort Myers for a spring training game, and at gate 34, they know you by name. You come to the game whether rain, sleet, or snow, the most loyal and dedicated fans that we know. You cheer extra loud when the mascots all race. Your voice is a song we want to hear every day. You make our hearts skip a beat like no one else can, because at Target, we're a fan of the fans. You're listening Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's the Paul Molitor Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created, legends are made. If you'd like to join Legends Jack Morris from Paul Molitor, 877-38-TWINS, 877-388-9467. Well, Paul joins us from Kansas City, and as you mentioned, kind of yesterday, one of those days where anything that could go wrong did, including Danny Santana straining a hamstring. He was uh, playing very good baseball for you. So Max Kepler now joins the fray. We're going to hear from Terry Ryan later, his vantage point from the front office on this. Uh, as that decision process was being made in terms of how to supplant Danny on the roster, uh, walk us through the process. I know you and Max have a great history together. you got a lot of respect for the young man. And how do you plan on utilizing him? Well, very unfortunate for Danny. Uh, we've been trying to find places for him to play early. He came out of camp uh, uh, really doing a nice job of accepting his role. His avenue to making this team this year was to be more versatile, and he did that, and he did it very well, both on the defensive side and offensive side throughout the course of the spring. So uh, we'll miss him. We'll miss his athleticism and things he can bring to our team. Uh, and looking at our needs here uh, while he recovers, we need a little more protection in the outfield, a guy who can play around. Uh, it's nice to have the left-handed bat and, and young young legs that Max possesses. So, uh, you know, you can look at other people on the 40-man that were potentially candidates, and, and for me it was kind of a no-brainer that we needed to get Max up here. Uh, one of the one of the things that I've watched over this first five games is the starting pitching and the pitching staff in general. And, uh, you know, I, I think the results could have been a lot better. There was a couple of games that uh, – Phil Hughes's game, uh, uh, Irvin Santana's game in, in Kansas City, and uh, you know even Tommy Malone for three plus innings yesterday. I thought all pitched very well, and yet uh, struggling to uh, 
to have a, a, a lead to work with sometimes affects guys early in the season. Obviously, it's a it's a case where guys press a little bit. I've seen it. You and I have both witnessed it in our careers. Um, but with that being said, uh, you know Neil Allen is he he's got a game plan to just keep him steady, Eddie. Uh, you know because you're gonna you're gonna depend on these guys for the whole year if if possible to go out there and give you innings. You could look at our offense, Jack, through the first five games, and it hasn't been up to par. Uh, I think we're sitting on nine runs scored. Um, but our starting pitching has given us a chance. I think we've only had a lead in one game, and it was it was fairly brief. So uh, they're, do, they're doing a nice job. I think Neil and what he's doing with our pitchers uh, is right on track. We need to find a way to support them a little bit better. But you talk about Phil's game and how well he pitched there in Baltimore and Irvin the other night. Other than the three consecutive two-out hits early in the game that put a two-spot up on the board, you know, he was he was very solid. So it just makes it more stressful for our staff, though, when we're not scoring a lot of runs and, you know, we, we give up four of the first four games and, and can't win any of those games. Um, you, we just need to find a way to, to keep pressing it on the offensive side and, and, and hopefully we can break out. I, I think once we get a couple of hits at the right time, things will start to flow. But we're waiting for that day, and uh, hopefully it comes today as uh, we go out there and finish this series off against the Royals. Yeah, Twins will have Ricky Nolasco on the mound opposite Edinson Volquez right here across our network. We'll take another timeout, come back with more from manager Paul Molitor right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Feel the pull, Twins fans. That's the force of Target Field, drawing you and your friends into the diamond-shaped center of the universe, where stars like Brian Dozier and Trevor Plouffe blast baseballs to the surface of the sun, where you can get nachos in a helmet and donuts in a bucket. The theory of relativity is cool and all, but no science can explain the need to see a Twins game. It's a phenomenon, like gravity, like Joe Maurer's beard, like how the Twins are your ticket to summer. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Just treat me better. After all, we're in this together. To get your high blood pressure to a healthy range, visit heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Enjoy U.S. Bank Value Pack Tuesdays at Target Field. Purchase a U.S. Bank Value Pack and receive a free Schweigert hot dog and Pepsi. Visit TwinsBaseball.com for more information. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the internet's most beloved pets. With millions of YouTube views, shares, Instagram likes, followers, and fans across the globe. But what do all these amazing pets have in common? Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a shelter or adoptable pets near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard? Well, <laughs> that's entirely up to you. Visit theshelterpetproject.org and hear more about Hamilton the Pug, Toast, and Keyboard Cat's amazing adoption stories. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Your perfect pet is just a click away at theshelterpetproject.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. We're back with the Paul Mahler Show. Jack Morris, Chris Atterbury here in the studio. And Paul Mahler in Kansas City hoping to salvage the final game of the three-game series against the Royals. Paul, uh, 
Let's talk a little bit about your bullpen. Uh, there has been some bright spots. Uh, Ryan Presley has done a very good job. Fernando Abad seems to have uh, really contributed well. And then there's a couple guys, again, in my opinion, and I know this is a small sample size and I don't want it to sound like uh, we're concerned, really. I, I'm not. I just know it's just a product of where we are in the season. But Trevor May and uh, Kevin Jefferson both seem to have been a little bit overamped, maybe overthrowing the ball. Their bodies, uh, from my observation, were not in, in very good command control of their bodies. And we know how important that is in hitting. I think it goes hand-in-hand hand with pitching, and uh, thus the command wasn't there. But uh, two guys that are really... Kind of sharp right now, right out of spring training in Presley and, and Abad. The bullpen <clears throat> plays a large part in, in what you're going to do, <clears throat> as does your entire pitching staff. We talked about the starters, and, and we felt pretty good about our bullpen coming out of camp. Uh, you're right, Jack. Some of the guys have come out and had a couple of good outings for us and a couple of guys not so good. I, I don't want to make too much of it. <clears throat> we have a lot of confidence in these guys' track record. You know, Trevor was a, moved out to the bullpen about halfway through spring training and had uh, plenty of time to prepare for that role, and, and Kevin's just come out, and uh, for me, he's you know trying to rely on that fastball because he doesn't have the feel for his changeup and his breaking ball yet here early in the season. You know, we came out uh, opening day, and we had to get six innings out of our bullpen with the rain delays and the situation there, and then we had to use them quite a bit with Gibby short starts, so we put a lot of stress on these guys early. Um, I think it's going to continue to take shape and improve. But it's been nice. Fernando, as you mentioned, has done a nice job in his couple of outings, and Presley's been throwing the ball well. So um, it's just a matter of these guys getting out there, getting some consistency, and um, hopefully when we get a chance to win games, we find ways to get outs late that enable us to do that. Paul, as a Hall of Fame uh, hitter yourself, I know that you recognized the fact that on cold-weather days, pitchers sometimes have a tough time spinning the ball, having command of a certain pitch, and you just mentioned that uh, Kevin Jepson might be having a little trouble with his off-speed pitch right now. Uh, you're you're kind of having having to analyze it now as a manager, way different than you did as a player. Mm-hmm. But what can you do with Neil Allen to help these guys through this, knowing that you're going to have some weather that just can affect the the way that the the grip on the baseball is? Well, we we know that uh, you know the colder conditions and dry conditions that ball gets real slick and. It's a little tougher to spin it and have command, and uh, pitchers have to find a way around that. It's true for everybody in the game, so you're kind of dealing with the same circumstances. Uh, conversely, uh, on the offensive side, I think the more experience your hitters get, the more they uh, get to a point where they can eliminate pitches because of those same things going on for other teams. We have a lot of our guys that seem to go up there and they're trying to hit every pitch and every count, and it's just not working out rather than being able to lock in on something early and go ahead and trust that. So uh, we're going to try to figure out how to do it better from the pitching standpoint, and hopefully our hitters will learn how to take advantage of those circumstances when they're working in our favor. Paul, Ricky Nolasco gets the start today. He's a guy who likes to spin it and really has an outstanding breaking ball. Uh, you guys are alluding to some of the conditions, and, and even conditions aside, does he still need to establish his fastball command to be successful against a group of Royals who, who aren't going to necessarily be super patient, but they're also not going to chase a, a ton of bad pitches. They make a lot of contact. Well, they're a tough lineup to face. They certainly have balance from top to bottom. You know, Ricky uh, coming back after last year's kind of year being injury-laden and the year before not going particularly well. Um, but his breaking pitches, as good as they are, 
they, they need to have a complimentary fastball that can be well located and give him a chance to go ahead and get guys to expand the zone when he starts to throw his breaking pitches. So um, that's something we'll be looking for early today, how he's spotting that fastball. And uh, if he's able to do that, I think it'll make his other pitches that much more effective. And now I know we saw Eduardo had a couple of uh, difficult uh, situations yesterday in that same inning. He was charged with the two errors, and we've seen some balls get to the fence in the outfield. But overall, uh, how do you feel about the way your defense has played? You've had a lot of different bodies in different spots in the outfield. Infield, aside from that one inning, seems to have played very good baseball. We've, we've you know, played fairly clean games for the most part. Um, it's, it's the offensive side that's kind of come out a little bit slowly, um, you know, Escobar is a, a, a very steady defender. You know, yesterday on that softly hit potential ground ball for the double play, he just kind of got got ahead of himself a little bit. And then on the line drive, um, you know, it's it's hard to check all three bases to see where your best chance to double somebody off was. His momentum was kind of taking him towards first, so he he went ahead and let it go, and then the ball got caught up between Joe and the runner. So. Um, I've been pleased with the defense overall. Uh, Miggy out in right field had a little bit of an adventure on, on one particular play, but for the most part, our guys are playing fairly good defense, and we're, we're supporting our pitching staff well. That's manager Paul Molitor. It's the Paul Molitor Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. We'll make memories for one more segment. We'll come back, talk about today's matchup with Kansas City after this on your home for Twins Baseball. It's time to meet another Coops family of mustards all-star. Today we say hello to Coops Arizona Heat, Mr. Heat. Call me Arizona, partner. Oh, right, Arizona Heat. How do you explain your tremendous performance this season? It's simple, really. I start sweet, and I get stronger as the game goes on. And I have a Southwest kick that makes you say, Be listening all season to catch your favorite Coops all-stars, or better yet, head to your local grocer and pick them up for yourself. That's Coops with a K. Hi folks, Paul Molitor here for Continental Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Continental Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. There's two ways to enjoy the Hall of Fame taste of Killebrew old-fashioned root beer and cream soda. Traditional glass bottles and six-packs or by the case, or the go-anywhere, chill-instantly, non-breakable, resealable aluminum bottles. Choose your fun and create a legendary memory today. Minnesota-made Killebrew old-fashioned root beer and cream soda. Available at Cub Foods for your next get-together. Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Mayo Clinic Sports Medicine is now located in downtown Minneapolis at Mayo Clinic Square, offering comprehensive sports medicine services for all ages and athletic abilities. Visit sportsmedicine.mayoclinic.org for more information or to schedule an appointment. Hey, Twins fans, now is your shot to win playing one-day fantasy baseball at DraftKings.com, the official one-day fantasy baseball partner of your Minnesota Twins. With one-day fantasy baseball at DraftKings, you can play when you want with the players you want, and DraftKings is bringing the excitement of the game to a whole new level. With every strikeout and every monster home run, bringing you closer to victory. Just pick two pitchers and eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and outscore the competition to win. Go to DraftKings.com now and use promo code MNTWINS to play free today. 
play. On the field, baseball players want to be safe. Off the field, everyone should check with the Better Business Bureau at BBB.org before making purchasing decisions. The BBB has helped consumers like you find ethical, trustworthy businesses since 1912. Remember, it's better to be safe than sorry. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's the Paul Molitor Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. And Paul Molitor joins us from Kansas City where his twins will tangle with Edinson Volquez and the Royals today. Paul, uh, you've seen Volquez. You know what he can do. Pitching some big games for this club last year. Uh, talk a little bit about the challenges he poses and what sort of lineup uh, you're going to throw out there against him. Well, he he's tough. He's a veteran. Uh you know, he was a very valuable addition to the Royals last year. He pitched a lot of big games, and he pitched them well. Uh, I caught a little bit of his start on opening day uh, against the Mets, and, and he was throwing uh, higher velocity that I, than I remember last year. But uh, he poses he poses problem, particularly for the left-handed side. It makes his changeup and breaking ball a lot more effective. Uh, but he'll, he'll throw you fastballs because he's not afraid to challenge people either. We are continuing to try to find the right combination here. Um, I, I want to get uh, Nunez in the game today, so he's going to be playing third base. The lineup shapes up with Dozier. I'm going to move Rosario up into the two-hole today. Joe's going to uh, follow him, and he's going to DH today. We're going to see Mr. Park at first base. Sano's back in right batting fourth. Park, as I mentioned, Escobar at short, Nunez at third. Uh, John Ryan Murphy will get his second start behind the plate, and then Byron will be uh, bringing up the, uh, the nine-hole playing center field for us. Paul, the bullpen, everybody uh, ready to go? Uh, everyone's uh, should be good, Jack, and uh, you know hopefully we get a nice long start from Ricky, and we can find a way to get a lead and 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 uh, come home with a victory. Um, you know it's you'd think about last year, and we certainly didn't want to repeat some of the circumstances that we endured the first week, but it, lo and behold, that's the reality of it. So now we got to try to find a way to work our way out of it, and today would be a good place to start. Paul, uh, when you sign up for the job. Uh coaching, managing, playing in the game, uh, you, you realize there are certain things that go along with it. One of those is you haven't slept in your own bed in quite some time. It's got to be uh, somewhat exciting to know that you're coming home to start the home opener tomorrow and that you get to see family in your own home uh, tonight. Well, you know, uh, I don't know how much the fans uh, think about that. It, it's uh, They're worried about wins and losses, <laughs> and, we get, and, and we get that. But It'll be about two months uh, heading into into the house tonight since uh, I've, I've been there. So obviously that's a good thing to get back home. And we always are, are excited about, you know, playing our home games, particularly with the opener tomorrow, even though it's going to be a little bit chilly. But uh, coming back with a win would, would make it a lot better to, to hit the field tomorrow. Yeah, there's no question about that. And the excitement of a home opener coming up on Monday. And, uh, Paul, last question just quickly. Uh, how are you doing? How are you and your staff doing? I know these wins and losses, man, they mean a ton. And I know that you take it uh, very, very personally, and you put a lot into every single nine-inning outing. How are you doing uh, going through this rough stretch to start the year? Well, we're staying the course. Um, you know, it's like last year. Uh, we haven't lost confidence in our ability to play this game and the people that we have on our roster. And, uh you know, it's our job to keep trying to find the right combinations, put, put people in the right place to have them have an opportunity to be successful. And uh, so that's that's our job. We, we have to find a way to sustain through the good and the bad. And and uh, I think that's what we've been challenged with here early in the year. But that's what we're trying to do. Outstanding. Paul, bright man for the job. And uh, you and your staff will have him ready to go today. Look forward to a great effort against the Royals. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, all I can say is with Edison pitching, maybe the lights will go on. So here we go. <laughs> oh, man, you've been saving that one for the full half hour. That, Paul Molitor joining us here on the Paul Molitor Show. Thank you, sir.
<laughs> well, that's Paul Mahler leaving on a on a light note, I guess you would say. A light. Uh, to continue with the uh, the pun. Now, Jack, one key for you. We got uh, a little less than a minute to go here. One key to turn the tables today for the Twins with Ricky on the mound. Well, Ricky has to pound the strike zone. He can't fall behind guys because they'll be sitting on pitches. You know, Paul just talked about how the veteran hitters have a game plan and that if they recognize that a certain pitch isn't coming across the plate, they're going to look for something that is. And, you know, I think the Royals do a good job with that. I think the big key, as he said, got to establish the fastball, too. Can't just flip it up there against yeah. this Royals team. And we'll see if Nolasco, the veteran, can get it done for the Twins today. That is the Paul Molitor Show. Until next week, reminder, Inside Twins with Corey Provis and Terry Ryan coming up just after noon. Then we'll have the pregame lineup card and baseball right here on your home, the Twins Baseball. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.